0: Hello and welcome to MadeForMums.com, the parenting site that's here to help mums and dads make confident choices when it comes to family life. In our podcast, we'll be speaking openly and honestly about the parenting journey and sharing your experiences from pregnancy and beyond. My name's Tara. I'm a journalist here at Made For Mums, where our aim is to entertain, inform, reassure and put a smile on your possibly quite sleep-deprived faces too. Above all, we want you to know you're not alone in this big, exciting, sometimes scary adventure of bringing up a little human and to remind you that you're doing a fantastic job. In today's podcast, with the help of Made for Mum's favourite GP, Dr Philippa Kay, who's also a busy mum of three, we'll be looking at various gender prediction tests from nub theory to the Chinese calendar to the baking soda test and more to find out how accurate they are. We know that lots of parents want to find out if they're having a boy or a girl. 65% of the 464 mums we polled said they were keen to know before their baby arrived. But how much can you really rely on the tests that are out
1: there? Here's what happened when I caught up with Philippa.
0: First off as well, maybe we should ask, did you find out?
1: so I did not. I have three um, and my husband really did not want to know and I didn't mind either way but I knew that I could not keep such a momentous secret from him so I didn't know and that meant I had to tell the sonographers to tell me when they were heading down there so I could look away because I could have um, interpreted it. Um, But interestingly I guessed right each time, he guessed wrong, but who knows. Mother's intuition. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, Philip, we're, ha- we're going to have a look at a few today. Um, starting off with the ones that we think might be a bit more scientific and moving on to the ones that we know maybe aren't so much.
1: So, before we start, just to say um, that there's a lot of information, and they call it gender prediction tests, but sex, the sex of a baby, is what your genes are and what you look like, what genitals you have. Gender is more about a cultural and societal fit for what your sex is. So here we're talking about sex and sex prediction tests.
0: Great, fantastic. Um, So first off, three lines.
1: Yeah, so three lines is the lay term, I suppose, for what the labia, the female genitalia, look like on the scan. And if you imagine a sort of oval, that's the outer edges of the labia and then the line in the middle is the inner line of the labia and that's what the female genitals look like on the scan and you can see that at about the 20 week scan Um, and people often think that if they don't see a penis it's a girl, that's not true, you have to see genitals either way, be it a penis or the labia, which are the three lines. And if you don't, for whatever reason, babies are often not compliant at all and will sit there with their legs firmly crossed, Mm -hmm. then we don't know. So don't think, oh, there's no penis, therefore it's a girl you don't know. Some hospitals will offer you the opportunity to find out at that scan, but some actually have a blanket rule of saying no and not telling anybody because they don't want to get into trouble later on. But that test has evidence. If you can see it, then it's there. Okay, fantastic. So we're doing all right so far. Um, skull theory, how about this one? So things are heading a little more south. Um, <laughs> quickly. So the theory is that Men and women have different skull shapes that potentially boys would have a more sloping forehead and a squareer lower jaw and girls a rounded jaw and a tapered head. There is no evidence that this is true. Um, and even at their scans, we measure sort of the... the the diameter, the widths of the head because we want to check that it's growing properly but we really aren't looking at the shape from that point of view and there's no evidence that even if we did, that there's any truth to it.
0: Okay, Um, and how about nub theory? This is one that the mums on our forum talk about an awful lot actually. Yeah,
1: so nub theory is to do... with what we could potentially see on the 12-week scan. Now, the purpose of the 12-week scan is a dating scan to check how many babies we have in there um, and that we have a heartbeat. And then we do measurements to check for things like Down syndrome. So they're not actually going to look at the genitals at all so first of all no one's going to have a look for you but even if you did before the genitals are properly developed there's a sort of a bump that we call the genital tubercle and the idea of this theory is that it creates an angle with the lower part of the spine and if that angle is above 30 degrees that maybe you have a boy and if it's below 30 degrees maybe you have a girl Um, there is no evidence that it works they say that it works about 50% of the time that's as good as me guessing therefore I wouldn't go for it
0: oh Okay, now moving on to some that well we thought were a bit more scientific but perhaps they're not after all actually Philippa. The baking soda test, a good home test.
1: So it's a home test. I would save it for an experiment when your kid is older and you can make a volcano by adding um, baking soda and vinegar together. They love that. Um, There is no evidence for this test. What it essentially says is that if you remember from chemistry, when we had litmus paper and alkali would turn the litmus paper blue and acids would turn the litmus paper red, um, that baking soda is an alkali. And if you mix it with an acid, it will fizz. So you have to collect your first urine of the morning, that's when your urine is most concentrated, and add an equal amount of urine to bicarb of soda. The theory is that if your urine is acidic and it therefore fizzes, that you have a boy, and that if it doesn't fizz, you have a girl. All you've really done is wasted your baking soda, make a cake. So the linear nigra is the dark line that you get um, often between the pelvis and the belly button Um, and it tends to come up later in pregnancy and the saying is that if you have it up to your belly button it's a girl, if you have it above your belly button it's a boy, really makes no difference at all Um, and there is no evidence that that works
0: and some people don't have don't develop one yeah, at all. Yeah, some people
1: don't develop one at all. Some people develop a very dark one, sometimes it gets a bit hairy. Um, it tends to go away after delivery it takes a little bit of time, but it doesn't mean anything. Hormonally driven doesn't mean anything with rega- if you have one or not and how big it is with regards to a boy or a girl.
0: Now, there's this there's this one um Philippa, and I know I had this great um m- morning sickness uh bad
1: morning sickness if you're having a girl any truth to that? no And if you ask actually women who've had more than one pregnancy um, of the same sex one pregnancy they can have bad morning sickness and one pregnancy they can't really bad morning sickness can be due to higher levels of HCG which is the hormone of the beginning of pregnancy and so that can be worse if you have a multiple pregnancy so if we have twins but boy or girl no evidence at all doing very well with
0: these. <laughs> <laughs> um sweet versus savory cravings, the sweet okay. tooth as a girl, right?
1: Yeah, so they the, the Old wives' tale is that a sweet tooth is a girl and that a savory one is a boy. I spent the first three months of all of my pregnancies eating hula hoops and ginger nuts <laughs> to counteract the sickness. So one salty, one sweet. Um, no evidence for that one either. Um, just look after it yourselves. If you're craving nine oranges, I have no problem with you eating that. If you're craving 17 cream cakes a day, be careful, just because we know that actually for that first trimester, you don't need any more calories than normal and absolutely (laughs) and unfortunately you know the weight gain that you do gain um that is fat as opposed to breasts and tissue and baby etc etc we all know it's not that easy to lose and for health reasons we want to um so just whilst i'm more than happy for you to give into your cravings just watch the amount that you're eating because you can't eat for two anymore Oh, Sorry.
0: Man. Right, Philip. We're going to move on to some that I think might be even less promising than the ones we've already yeah. talked about. Chinese prediction chart. You know this yes. one, right?
1: Right. So I looked this one up, and the internet proudly said fifty percent accurate. <laughs> Remember, I said that's as good as a guess. So this is a chart that was found in a tomb in Beijing, and you put in the month of the, of conception um, and age, and it predicts whether or not it's a boy or a girl. As good as guessing. So no evidence for that one. Um, And then people talk about the pendulum test, um, which is where you take a ring on a piece of string and you hold it over the bump. And if the ring moves in a circular motion, supposedly you have a girl, and side to side you have a boy. Again, no. We
0: saw Jules Oliver's mother-in-law doing this one, Philippa.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. how many of us can hold our hands completely and utterly still? Um, I don't know if there is an evidence <laughs> for that one.
0: And finally, how you look. There's this idea that if you're looking good, it's a girl, and if if it's a, if you get the acne
1: and the dull dull skin, it's a boy. So I don't know if... What's this saying about the boys cause us more problems, or, or girls do, I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, so the theory is that... Um, one theory says that nice sleek hair, good skin is a boy, and acne and dull skin is a girl. There is a theory that if your bump is high, it's a girl. Low bump, it's a boy. Um, if the, a baby's heart rate is above 140, it's a girl. above A little bit less than 140, it's a boy. None of this is true. Um, baby's heart rates, when they measure them, will be about 120 to 160, that's normal. And your hair and your skin are related to hormones, and some women will have brilliant skin, and others will find that they get very spotty. Nothing to do with the sex of the baby at all. Oh man, so, um, not a lot of luck there. No. (laughs) Philippa, thanks for your time. Can I just say about what does work? Absolutely. So, there are some things which do work. The dating scan, as we said, if we can see it, that's pretty accurate. But, if you are advised to have a genetic test for another reason. They are not offered for gender prediction. But if you are advised to have a CVS, a chorionic villus sampling, or an amniocentesis for another reason, we are looking at the genetic material of the fetus and at that point, two X's is a girl and an X and a Y is a boy. If you don't want to know that information, you will need to tell them because that information will be coming to you otherwise. So, we do those, for example, where we're looking for Down syndrome. The reason that we don't do them just for gender prediction is there are risks associated with them 1 to 2% risk of miscarriage with a CVS and half to 1% with an amnio. So, they are done if we are looking for for more serious medical conditions, but they are reliable.
0: Brilliant, Philippa, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. And if you're interested in finding out more about um, gender prediction tests, we've got an article on the Made for Mums site called Boy or Girl, 28 Signs During Pregnancy. Uh, Be sure to check it out, although- It's not very accurate. I was gonna say from what we've gathered (laughs) from Philippa. But there's no
1: harm in having a bit of fun. Exactly, fantastic. Thank you,
0: Philippa. Thanks for listening to our Made for Mums podcast. If it's brought up any issues or questions for you please do check out our website where you'll find loads of helpful info. You can also join in the chat on our forum and be part of our social media community on Facebook and Instagram as well as meeting up with us face to face at The Baby Show across the UK. For now stay cool, stay calm and we hope you'll tune in for more.